Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Tetrad TV. That's right, 10 whole episodes right here on Tetrad. It's so exciting. We have an amazing show lined up for you tonight. Tonight is Metal Shade. That's right, Metal Shade Comics. We have co-creator of Metal Shade here on the show. He'll be with us here in just a second, but Isaac Bell will be interviewing him here tonight, and we are all so excited. We can't wait. Uh, so welcome everybody. I'm Neelink. We've got Hand Grenade, Last Pen Fighter, and Raccoon Eyes here. Uh, what have you guys been up to this week? Raccoon, let's start with you. What's up? Oh, well, with me, I have been doing a whole lot of Elite. Uh, playing games with you or playing on my own, just kind of traveling, doing these things, exploration, you know, the normal, blowing up ships, getting blown up quite a bit. That's my life. Um, not a whole of a lot outside of that but i'm excited to do some of the same thing next week as well what about mm -hmm. you Pinfighter? yeah so uh, one of those people that watched her die a lot was me um <laughs> definitely playing similarly dangerous with her we had a great week Pinfighter posse we celebrated those 500 follows with a giant stream <laughs> almost made it 24 hours almost but I, 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 yeah, 20, 20 20 and a half i got i got 20 and a half oh. in and then i hit that point where it's time to crash right i had to stop. i went after the next day I went in and I checked those hours just to see. I'm to those four hours sometimes. I know. I was, I was, I was trying, but I definitely got to the point, you know, you know, it was, it was time to come, but we had a lot of fun guys. Um, uh, it was, it was a great week, but it was, it's been a lot of those space games. We also tried a lot of new stuff. So we'll talk about a couple of those that we tried. We tried grounded. We tried carry on. We did journey to the savage planet. So great week. Pinfighter posse. You guys rock grenade. What's up with you? Oh man, because of you, I got a new addiction, man. Uh oh, um, road company. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually stopped. I do. I was, I'm a, I was enjoying the shit out of ghost of Tsushima, man. That storyline's great. Um, the gameplay is great. A lot of it is different. Like some things in feudal Japan, like didn't happen during that time period, but they put it in there for the sake of the game. Was loving it, having a blast with it. Then here comes pen fighters strolling in with road company. And I, I couldn't get off of it, man. This game so it it. I like the imagery. Do, do, do road company splat. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but so, so you guys know me and me and Clink were talking about it. You know how I kind of give a little update on my kid going on every week, right? Yep. Well, I'm actually going to start calling it news from the front lines because it's a fucking war with this kid. What's going on in World War Two? Let's check with our exactly. Front line. Seriously, that's exactly what it is, man. Um, so I'm sleeping. Out cold, right? I was helping my grandmother at the garage sale, right? Um, from someone who just passed away, we we're doing an estate sale. But, anyways, um, it was hot. I'm in Nevada, obviously. And I got home. I was up at four in the morning. I got home and I, was, I told my girlfriend, I'm going to sleep. She's like, Oh, the baby's in there taking a nap. I was like, Cool. And this kid's got like a sixth sense when I'm around. He's like, Oh, dad's home. I'm gonna fuck with you. So I lay down. <laughs> and as soon as I get my eyes closed, you know how, like, as soon as you start dozing off, like, you hear a loud noise, something happens, you wake up and you're like all jumpy and startled, you know? Well, this kid didn't make a loud noise or startle. He hit me in the face with my own cell phone. <laughs> oh my goodness! I woke up and swung, and oh I looked no. down, and he's like, "He's like, Daddy." I was like, "I can't be mad at you." So I put him back in his crib, right? And then all of a sudden, I hear just high pitched screaming. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" I run in there, and he's literally climbed out of his bed, his uh, bed cage, or we call it a cage. Well, it's a prison. And his legs, <laughs> his leg is caught in between a panel and his his bed or no. his uh, crib right but not only is his leg and his 
and and him he's caught between he's got the twig and two berries caught because he tore off his diaper he's oh, looking no. at <laughs> oh, no. in the world oh my and god i'm laughing my ass off at him <laughs> i couldn't stop and he was mad at me i grabbed him and he grabbed my face and then he just gave me a kiss then he hit me and i was like man kid i can't there's just nothing i can do to be mad at you so, but <laughs> tales along with, from the front lines yeah exactly we should do like a, a stinger for that and it did like the <laughs> music from, from uh what was that tales from the dark side or whatever or the or uh uh the, the oh, man. oh like oh yeah no we should go even further back to like the shadow from- oh my <laughs> oh god my i gosh. can't believe you know that show I, of course i do and i loved that show when i was growing up and had like the black and white imagery that kept flashing um anyways from tales from the front line man how you doing spence what are you been doing bro Man, you know what? I okay. So, so last week we announced all these new games coming out, and I was really excited about the amount of fun that I was going to have over the week. So, I ended up purchasing Destroy All Humans, Grounded, and Other Side, um, and I played all three of them. Destroy All Humans, fantastic remaster. Uh, like it really encapsulates that that feel of the original Destroy All Humans, and it uh, really fun game. Thoroughly enjoyed is it an it. actual remaster, or are we just it talking reskin? It is an re-skin? actual remaster from the ground up. Beautiful, loved it. Like you know how I feel about remasters, and this oh, this know. was a good remaster. Uh huh. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then grounded, grounded just came out, which basically is the video game version of Honey I Shrunk the Kids, where you have to you you wake up. You're this teenager who wakes up in and you're small. And you're in the middle of this field and have to fend for yourself, um, which has awesome multiplayer. You can do base building and kind of explore this front yard of being shrunken and figure out what happened to you and how to get big again. So I played a little bit of that and then played Other Side, which is awesome. It felt like fully Dungeons and Dragons style turn-based combat but it was just about the combat and the the artistic stuff on that was just so cool with the black and white with minimal color here and there really cool games and i'm very excited that i got to play all of them this week and then i already pre-purchased fall guys uh which we talked about a few weeks ago with devolver can't wait that's gonna be so much fun with that looks colorful ridiculous royale amazingness so uh, anyway, that's what I've been doing this week, and can't wait to play some Fall Guys and some Elite Dangerous this next week. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. All right, so it is time. Welcome, Isaac Bell, to Tetrad TV. We're so excited to have you here, man. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. There yeah, of course. So, Isaac Bell is the co creator of. Metal Shade. Metal Shade is a comic book series um, that that is uh, just starting to come out right now. Um, they, they, they're independent comic book developers, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Metal, Shade, Metal Shade takes place in a dysotopian world where special abilities run wild. Uh, and Metal Shade is a lethal strike team of exotic anti-heroes with powers. So uh, we have a quick trailer that we're going to run um, and and everybody just look at some of this art. Listen to the awesome background music. Here we go.
All right, Metal Shade, we are so excited to have Isaac here. Um, Isaac, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I've just been sitting here in my basement uh, working on issue three all day. So uh, it's coming along. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a little weird because I don't usually uh, interact with other humans. So, uh, <laughs> right. But uh, I'm going to do the best I can. And uh, you, you all seem like uh, wonderful people so far. So I, I think it should be good. All but Spence. Oh, our, our true colors will show by the end of the nerdcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I already know about you, Matt. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, it's close, right? You know this guy. Mm-hmm. Great, great dude right here. So, um, throughout the beginning of this episode, Isaac, you've been working on this, uh, this, this sketch pen. Why don't you let our viewers know a little bit about that? Yeah, so Isaac's actually been working on something really special for you guys. Uh, we're going to give this away at the end of the interview uh, with our friend Isaac Bell here. So stick stick around, hang out, and we'll uh, we'll we'll give a chance for you guys to to roll for that. You got the man. You made that sound so weak, bro. Mm -hmm. It's a signed sketch. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about at it. the end of the show. Stick around. <laughs> That's right. Talking about. I'm feeling your energy, grenade. I'm just not grenade. Yeah. I'm fucking stoked, man. Like this, like I was stoked. I'm stoked. That's all I could say, man. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't contain but like the pre-production meeting we just had for like two and a half hours. I was like trying to keep everything in and I couldn't. Yeah, actually live right now. This is a really special moment for us at Tetrad because we finally have an interview with an independent creator. It makes us excited. Isaac's excited to be here. We can't wait to start unpacking metal shade comics in general. This guy's story because I really want to get into that. So we have a lot for you guys tonight. I know this is a little bit different from the normal format. Normally we're, we're already jumping into news and getting into that stuff. Tonight we're going to hang out with Isaac and then we'll get to that new stuff at the end as far as what's what's you know coming out for video games and comic books and TV shows. So you guys can hang out for that for a little bit later. But for now, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. I know I know that uh, Grenade is sitting on a bunch of hot topic questions that he wants to ask. But let's start with with Neelink. Let's get into the basics. Let's talk a little about Shade. Nicole. <laughs> Nick him simmer. Uh, he's pulled the pin on that grenade, but we're going to make that grenade. Just, it's going to cook for a minute, and then we'll so, throw that. So, Isaac, uh, in your own words, like what is what is Metal Shade all about for for viewers that that don't really know what Metal Shade is? Man, that's that's really the most difficult question for me. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, you know, I, I have the worst time. Uh, like when, before we launched the book and I was able to actually write out like so many of the ideas and everything, uh, I would be in these situations where I had to give uh, elevator pitches and I would always make it sound so lame. And uh, am I, do you guys curse on the show? Cause I, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, I just said the F word like three times already, man. So okay, <laughs> See, that shows how much I, it, it registers for me. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> The, the problem uh, I have with that is uh, the storyline is complex and it's, mm -hmm. there's so much of it in my head. I don't know how to distill it down into the essence of what it is. So, um, you know, I guess I could say that Metal Shade in a way is just kind of a vehicle for me to tell uh, the stories that, that are kind of um, bubbling up inside my my brain so and uh i'm able to do that uh through the comic so it is uh you know the the basic 
of it is metal shade is a strike team so uh they are kind of like a harder edged uh more anti-hero type um you know um superhero team um but they do exist in this uh you know more uh, uh kind of a, a cyberpunk type dimension that does have a lot of uh fantasy elements mixed in as well um and the storyline is following mostly um two main characters one of whom is uh a corporate head who is uh basically playing politics to uh gain all kinds of power in this world and using this uh uh this strike team uh, to do a lot of the dirty work and she she's so brilliant she's able to manipulate all these situations um you know and, and and get the strike team to really uh do what she wants them to do uh, and the the other main character is uh both her her um you know like best friend and biggest nemesis in a way that the one uh member clever enough to eventually figure everything out but uh i don't want to get too far ahead but uh <laughs> Well, oh no, I, that's was, was that was that's that horrible? Uh, no, that yeah. was no perfect elevator pitch. I love it. That's that's great. Okay. So, what kind so, of music would you be playing with that elevator pitch? Like the, oh, I I think the one we heard in the trailer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fair point, uh, Clink. Right, right. Uh, so, <laughs> how how did you get into kind of this this self published kind of comic book? um thing because you've been doing art and comics uh for for years now right for for basically forever um how, how did this come to fruition of of metal shade actually being a comic uh this has been my you know lifelong goal it sounds kind of uh <laughs> pathetic but this is what i've been working towards um you know when i was uh in my early teen years all the way towards my like early to mid twenties. Like I was, um, really obsessed with, uh, the early image comic, uh, revolution that happened in the comic industry where all of these creators, uh, took their own ideas and did their own thing and left, the uh, the, the, the big, uh, corporate comic companies. Uh, so that's always been what I've been aiming for. Mm-hmm. It's what I've wanted to do uh, from the beginning. So, but man, it's it's a it's a hard thing to accomplish. So it took a lot of years of you know what you see in the uh, this comic, this first issue. There's so much like pre-production type stuff. You know, like there's so much world building and character design and character development and all of these things that went into it um uh before you know ever doing a a a single panel in that first issue so it was just a long process a lot of it was just me um i spent a lot of time in my head a lot of time uh working these stories out and the characters and figuring out who they are just in my head so and after so many years of doing that uh i got to a point where I, I feel like I have a good grasp on who they are and, and what the world is like. So when I go in and start writing the scenes, things kind of fall into place because you, you know who they are, how they'll act in certain situations. 
and everything now, like that. Now, speaking to that kind of world building, do you have a formula or anything for building these worlds and finding these characters' backstories and, um, and kind of the sci-fi dystopian universe that Metal Shade takes place in? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely... I actually pace a lot. I pace and I think. And you pace I, and think? I pace and think. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I lay stuff out in my head and uh, jot it down. And, um, but a lot of it all is just like, it's, it's, I've thought about it for so long that it's just there, you know, it's like that world is, is kind of there. Um, it's pretty well developed at this point. So uh, it's a, you know, it's kind of a nice resource to, to just be able to go into my thoughts and be like, how would this play out? <laughs> yeah. So. I think, um, this is a good time to talk about your, your inspirations, right? Cause I feel like, I feel like there's, there's some heavy inspiration in this comic and the, the, the addition that we got to read the first, the first issue that you sent for us to read. Thank you, by the way. Um, yeah. There, yeah. So there's definite influences that that are there that that gave you some of these ideas it looks like i just kind of want to touch on those if you don't mind just kind of tell us what what kind of got you on this track like hey i want to make comics because this one was cool like that kind of thing yeah well i mean of course i definitely grew up reading comics all the time mm -hmm. uh and especially aesthetically uh you know I, I was heavily influenced by you know the era i grew up in which was the early 90s um or all the way through the nineties into the early two thousands. Mm -hmm. And, um, so aesthetically it's a, it's a lot of the, those, uh, early image, uh, artists, but, uh, as, as far as the story goes, um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, one big influence that we kind of touched on before, uh, the mm -hmm. show started was, uh, Joseph Campbell and just, uh, right. the, the, he laid the framework for the the hero's journey and um it made a lot of sense to me as i was able to relate things that happened my in my own life to that story structure and realize that that's what these comics actually are they're the the good ones are you know the the good ones really touch on that and and really hit those those stages of development in that journey so that's really what influenced me to uh write the story the way i'm doing it um and it, it's you know everything i'm doing I'm, I'm trying to inject my personality and and uh you know kind of my my life essence into this story structure with my own characters and everything and, and, and that's definitely the uh the the template so the I mean, passion's that, there man i could feel it just looking through the pages the characters, everything, dude. The passion is there. I see that life essence, the Isaac Bell essence. <laughs> it's good to hear. Characters. I think that's right. a good reference off to the uh, the line work and stuff like that. So the line work itself is, is absolutely gorgeous. You can check out his Kickstarter or, or see some of the art that we've uh, laid out there. It's very detailed. Every part of the image, you can see something's there, something to look at, something to view. Uh, what inspired your your style? Like uh, uh, I've compared it a little bit to Witchblade and, and just how it looks. Where's your artistic inspiration come from? Yeah, Witchblade uh, was definitely a huge inspiration. Um, 
And you know what's funny about it is uh, you grew up reading these comics, you absolutely love them, and you you really internalize the those art styles that you love. And then, uh, you know, for me, when I when I do my own stuff, I'm like, I'm not thinking about Witchblade or any of the those awesome artists that I love. I'm just trying to do my thing. But then when it comes out, it's like, man, that's those were the building blocks for me to learn actually how to draw in the first place so that's all uh, all of it is 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 injected into uh what i'm doing so yeah michael turner uh witchblade um you know uh, a lot of the early image guys there's a guy named stephen platt uh that i was a, a huge fan of growing up um and i i was really drawn to the very stylized very detailed kind of over the top uh you know it, it it, it's it's ridiculous in a really cool way uh the the way they uh depict human form and you know these these dudes with just like insane massive muscles and veins popping out of you know everywhere yeah. 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 just all of that stuff uh for some well, reason just yeah yeah so Fantastic. when no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rick. <laughs> of course. We're all, we're all interrupting so, you. It's, it's okay. I'm used to it. Um, what, uh, what was your history before this? Like you, you got this comic in your head. It, it sounds like it's a vehicle for your imagination entirely. Every part of it is just an experience that you've either felt or you want to display. And it's, it's built in there. Um, growing up, like, did you go to like art college, uh, writing, anything like that? What was your experiences <laughs> that led you to this point? Yeah. So my, uh, I was very undisciplined and, uh, I was lazy about practicing and I was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, and, uh, it's, it's a shame that, but I think that was just a part of my development and I had to be that irresponsible, uh, immature, you know, just kind of, uh, screwing off, um, to get to that point where I was like, okay, if I really want to do this, that has to stop and I have to make some sacrifices in my life and really focus on this stuff. So I, uh, I did go to, uh, art school, uh, right out of high school and I, I completely just fucked off. I, I, uh, dropped out, uh, after okay. a few months, mm -hmm. um, I ended up, uh, you know, I was like 19, like not had no idea what I was doing. Uh, no, no discipline wouldn't hold down a job i mean i i was uh i was kind of a a loser you know <laughs> but uh, so and so with no prospects i ended up uh joining the navy and uh which is like you know i'm a weirdo like the this like highly structured <laughs> this like highly structured militaristic setting was like so bizarre to me and uh it it was just like i remember being in boot camp like what the hell am i did i get myself into like this is insane <laughs> oh, but, uh, i i remember those days for sure man you've been there huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, me too. i, I love it so much i spent 10 years in man yeah <laughs> I, I think i did more laughing in basic training though than i did fucking go what the hell did i do man all the, the dumb things that happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, but that, that, I mean, as much of, uh, you know, as weird of a setting as that is for someone like me, 
I did learn self-discipline there. And that has been uh, such a huge key yeah. for any success I've enjoyed since then. That's definitely the, the topic here for a lot. Of course, you know, I deal with a lot as a content creator and as like a dude that talks to everybody. That's how I met you, right? Over at I Want More Comics. You had your boost set up. I couldn't help but come and talk to you. Like that's, that's the way I am. And the, where you're at that stage, even then when I met you, that summer not realizing is part of the path, right? To content creation where you, at some point you have to, you have to treat it like a job. You actually have to knuckle down and do it. You can't just sit around at home and work on a little bit and then work on this a little bit, work on that a little bit and hope it all comes together. You have to bring it together. You have to, you have to treat it like a day-to-day -day job. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Am I good to ask questions now? Can I ask a question? No, you're still in silence. No, no, no you're good. I will fucking start screaming if I had to. <laughs> Let's go, Grenade. I will do it. So when I was reading your comic, man, the things that were playing through my head were the old heavy metal cartoon. If you remember that. The yeah. early 90s postmodern um, image, like you said earlier, which Raccoon brought it up, which I thought was rad. Uh, the, the early Todd McFarlane type-esque drawings, the thick, thick outlines for the comics. Um, and I also had that, me and Pen were also talking about it. And uh, campy's not the right word, but for the writing on it, like mm -hmm. it felt like it was the new postmodern, highly colorful, heavy metal mixed with an old school type uh, uh, writing form to it. When you, were, when you were sitting down and writing your comic or putting pen to paper or drawing the character, what was, what was going through your head? Like, how did your creative process start? Like, did, is this originally what your characters looked like or did they evolve? Is this like, say your Vexa or your, um, your Riplock or is it Crypto, right? Uh, Crypto. Crypter, am I, I'm saying yeah, you right? got it. Because um, Crypto reminds me of like, um, do you remember so, like a smarter version of Solomon Grundy type deal? Mm, um, just tough. So, so I was wondering how you went from um, how how your process worked with these characters. What was the evolution before you actually got them published? Before yeah, you were, was, you're happy with them. Well, it was a lot of uh, just. Uh, drawing terrible character designs and uh, writing terrible scripts and just, uh, you know, doing a lot of really crappy work um, and not being uh, n never, um, you know, of course not being content with it, but not also not allowing that to, to be where it, 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 it rested, you know, you so it's too precious, right? Right. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, so it was definitely an evolution. So it was, you know, drawing these designs over and over and letting them uh, uh, evolve to a point to where I thought they actually looked cool. And that didn't happen until very recently, like maybe in the past, like uh, three or maybe three to four years. I feel like that had to be a hard, pro a hard process because with any human, like I know with my channel and, and building on it, I've got Clink, I got Pen, I got Raccoon. Like, hey, you could do this. I'd, Raccoon doing smart for me. Pen did a lot of my work on my channel. But when I'm looking at it, I'm sitting there going, it could be better. It could be better. You know, um, I feel like that's a, a human trait that you're, you're your own worst judge. You know, do you still feel like your characters are good? Do you feel like you could improve on them anymore? Or do you feel like they're just at oh, that yeah. perfect spot for you? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, uh, they definitely uh, can and will improve for sure. And I, I have a ton of shortcomings that I, you know, I'm constantly trying to work on. 
Um, but uh, man, I, I had a point I was going to make, but I I lost it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. But, uh, well, grenade uh, does that to on, us all. No, no, it was that... about what you just asked me too. But uh, I'm I'm tired too. But uh, but on no, that it, same note. What I mean, any any aspiring comic book artist or any artist out there, what advice would you give them? You know, uh, in my opinion, a lot of what it is is perseverance and, and not giving up on yourself. Because there are so many points in my life where I could have been like, yeah, you know, like it would have been cool if I got into comics, but like, you know, I have this job or, I, you know, I have this nice apartment. I have this nice life that I can live. Uh, and maybe I won't accomplish my dreams, but I'll be happy. And so like with my case and, and everyone's so different, you know, like we all have different levels of, you know, talent, different levels of work ethic and all of these things. So I think for me, um, it was just like sticking to it, uh, and, uh, just not giving up. I, I mean, and uh doing lots of like getting through all the terrible work you have to do to get to the good stuff so and i know some people are are so talented they just start off you know like joe mad working for marvel when he's 18 or something and that's great for him but you know you can't don't let that make you feel like you're not going to make it because you know you're, you had family that already worked for marvel too so he had a foot hold in the door yeah <laughs> see yeah there you don't know people's uh you know story mm -hmm. exactly so yeah now some of your story isaac goes here to to denver where i am local where where we met where there's there's a there's a whole scene here of aspiring comic book writers and artists and i definitely wanted to touch on that with you just kind of get some insider information into that kind of scene and how it's working and if that influenced your process if that's kind of what helped you get started or or if it was something that you had to kind of block out so you could move forward professionally? Um, you know, the comic community, the, the indie creator community in Denver is just incredible. Like I, I've never experienced anything like that before or since, to be honest, you know, um, it's very well organized. Um, they right. have, uh, a ton of uh, uh they, they have uh meetings every week they have where like tons of people actually show up and sit around and draw and talk about uh what they're doing and working towards uh it's an amazing community in denver and uh so when before i moved to denver i was actually living up in montana in this tiny little cabin wow. trying to i was trying to get good enough to actually uh, make a living off my art at that point in time. And once I started actually making a living wage, that's when I moved to Denver because I, I knew I, I realized I needed to be able to do conventions and like actually get out and network and, and promote. And, uh, so, uh, it was so easy to plug into that community. Everyone was so welcoming, like, Oh, another artist, like, Hey, this is, this is where we meet up and they're all there to help and support each other you know so it's a great community so personally i i was a bit of an outsider you know like i i'm not from there um you know as much as they they welcomed me in and everything I, and i had a lot of fun with those guys 
Um, and you know, if you are, uh, an aspiring artist in the Denver area, definitely, uh, look up the comic book groups uh, on Facebook and stuff and start talking to people because they're, they're so welcoming. They'll bring you right in. That's awesome. Yeah. See, so yeah, hopefully we can get back in and move to Denver. That'd be great. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So, <laughs> pitch. Up, part of your story, what comic books were you most fond with growing up from like, say your early teens to where you actually started understanding the comic books to your adulthood? Like what are the, what are the comic books that you resonate most with from other writers, other illustrators? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you uh, the rundown there. Like the first comics I ever read were, uh, Stanley, Steve Ditko, Amazing Spider-Man. I was a little kid. Uh, oh. They had a huge, huge impact on me. The way Stanley writes, I actually personally absolutely love, and I actually use uh, the you know Stanley's uh, method of uh, um, writing for Metal Shade, the 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 Marvel way, which is where you plot with the art and then you go in and uh, right. set up the dialogue and everything. So, um, that's where I started. Uh, you know, I, I got really into, uh, I love Marvel. I got really into Thor. Uh, you know, I also read, you know, Batman Avengers, anything I could get my hands on, uh, getting into my early teen years. I was, a uh, you know, uh, unnecessarily angsty and, mm. uh, we all went through that phase, man. That Aren't is what we all? Oh yeah. <laughs> My chemical yeah. romance years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I think I'm a little bit older than you then. I was, uh, it was the Marilyn Manson years for me. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm 35, man, so I know exactly oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really wanted to be gothic, and my mom wouldn't let me, and there was <laughs> a lot of friction there. It was rough. Hey, count yourself uh, lucky you didn't have to wear those big ass pants, man. Just count yourself lucky. I, I wasn't allowed to wear big ass pants. I wasn't. Twenty zippers, ten on each side, and yeah. Right. The more zippers, the better. Yes, sir. <laughs> so during those right? years, what were you reading? What were what were your comic books? So that's when I got into the the early image stuff, and oh right, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I loved uh, Stephen Platt. His his art was uh, just insane, just absurdly detailed and over the top. He he uh um uh, did he work on a series called profit um there was like one issue that he drew and inked himself and it's just just insane it's crazy and he's so so critical of himself he he uh hates that work apparently and it had a massive influence on me but uh but yeah it was the early image stuff it was very violent and uh over the top and then the uh, stuff, like, like the muscles on top of the muscles and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. all the like a million gritted teeth yeah, yeah. Bugs Bunny from uh was it uh space jam when he drank the water and muscles just popped up everywhere yeah. yes <laughs> um his wolverine and cables his wolverine and cables. yeah loved it yeah that's another one so and that was that was my teen years uh and and well into my early 20s and i think like back then, especially when I was a kid, like it was definitely about the art for me, you know? And, um, so now it's, you know, I, I, I read a lot of the, uh, current image stuff. I think that the, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of, uh, seven to eternity and, you know, East of West monstrous, all of the, all that stuff. And I get really into the stories and I, I love the, the literature of it. So, um, 
I've had kind of an evolution myself, you know, going from the like just um, really attracted to the exciting, flashy art, and then realizing like uh, that I wanted that with some substance, you know, and that's really <laughs> what I'm trying to do with Metal Shade. So give it some substance. Yeah. Well, the, the that first issue kind of transitioning into jumping and unpacking this a little bit. That first issue definitely lays a groundwork for this very detailed and rich dystopian universe with these team of antiheroes. Um, they, the groundwork is definitely there. Um, and I'm, and I'm excited to kind of see, I know you don't want to talk too much about it, but do you, do you have this vision of each book for metal shade, uh, being kind of like focusing on the group as a whole, as they're going through, or is it going to be disparate stories that kind of tell a whole in each issue? Like what's, what are you kind of going for? What's your narrative design? Yeah. So, uh, right now, uh, like these first four issues are absolutely, like you said, setting things up. So mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot, a lot of things that I want to get into. Uh, but I feel like that setup is so important laying that foundation. And especially as someone who does, you know, goes for that, like kind of flashy, uh, image style, early image style artwork. I have this, these kind of insecurities where I'm like, so, not starting page one with a huge splash page, you know, like we're starting with dialogue and we're starting with character development and world building because, you know, all of the criticism that those artists that, you know, I emulate got was about their lack of substance. And it was like just guys hitting each other and like spouting off one liners. And it was like, if you, if you go and try and read that stuff as an adult, it's kind of stupid, you know? And it, beautiful art those guys are my heroes but uh it was puddle deep right i mean yeah. it's fair to say I, I think they know it i think they know it was puddle deep too it's just the big flashy things sold yeah but, and they yeah. they got rich off of it they made a ton of money they were very successful so nothing nothing right. Right. Yeah, puddle yeah. Deep. you definitely you definitely hit the substance home on this first issue for sure that's definitely <laughs> the here's you know, ex, lots of exposition there there's oh, a yeah. lot of exposition so, Looking at your comic, man, I was, I was noticing it earlier. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the story, but I, like, like Raccoon, I, I think I, one of the things that draw me to comics is artwork. Like, I love artwork, man. Like, there's a couple questions I want to ask you about your artwork. Because if, if anybody hasn't seen it, I don't know how much we can let you see or anything, but go to the website, take a look at it. Um, mm -hmm. You, it, it seems like you have a bigger picture with panels inside that picture and you draw into the gutters. Um, what gave you the idea for that type of paneling design? Is that like your own? Did you get it from another, another comic? Cause that's, it's completely like, it's not how you've done it is new. Like I haven't seen anything really like that. Um, I've read a lot of comics, man. Um, I could, I could see an HR, an HR Geiger comic kind of being like that, but, um, that's fair. Good call. What, uh, what high praise. <laughs> yeah. I, I dig it. You're man. good, man. Um, thank you. Well, but what gave you the idea for your panel layouts? Like, is there like a certain methodology you have, or do you just kind of just kind of put blocks where they fit type deal? Um, there's definitely a methodology. Um, and you know, going back to like, you know, all the stuff that I've been reading over the years and the stuff that I really love, and I just kind of internalize all of it and absorb it. And then, I, you know, I definitely, I'm absolutely sure that the stuff that I'm doing is me taking pieces from here and there and all this stuff that's just like 
in my head, you know, from, from reading comics my whole life and like trying to do um, my own thing with it. So those, uh, you know, lateral uh, uh, two page spread type uh, panels that I'm doing. Um, I love working that way because there's so much more space. I feel like there's more I can do with it. There's more room to just be creative and have fun with it. And, uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of, uh, really cool two page spread layouts in the early image stuff. And those were kind of like the best parts of the comics, you know, especially right. when it was just all the art, it was like, uh, those were always my favorite parts. So, um, I know, uh, there's a uh, artist named Wills Pertasio that um, did a lot of uh, really cool two-page spread panel work like that. And uh, I want to say that he definitely had an influence because I just loved his, the, the way he did those. So and I, I don't think my stuff actually looks like his. Um, no, but, it's, uh, real, it's real good though, man. Yeah. Like, like I'm yeah. looking at the, the, the page of the train um, and you got Vexa like the, the panels of Vexa and then you got her drawn between two, two of the panels and in the gutter. And it just, it creates a, a like almost like a collage and a, a huge dynamic, like setting that, that like, I can almost picture that scene in my head, like moving, you know what I mean? I think like, is, is that what you're trying to go for? Or are you trying to have like, like, cause honestly you could probably tell a story just by drawing, man. I'm Absolutely. honest to God. Like, I wish I wish we could like, put more out here, but we can't, guys. So go look. I beg you to go look. It's good. The imagery itself is just as much of a story as the the, the word bubbles and thought bubbles and everything like that. It's it's intense. Um, Absolutely, and I think I relate to you, Grenade, when I said um, like the images itself is so dynamic; it draws your eyes in. And I, I found myself staring a lot more at the uh, the actual line work, the coloring. At Alexa, it's fantastic. She, she does an amazing job in this uh, issue. I enjoyed every page I saw visually. It was stunning. Um, okay. And then, and then you go back in and you read it and it has interesting dialogue and it has a dynamic universe. Uh, you can definitely go in and you can see everything that you're building up to. There's a lot of uh, content there that grasps you and you and you want to know what the, what the actual story will be after we get through the content. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's great to hear. <laughs> no, I actually, she's, she's more- She's 100% right, man. We were sitting there. We, her and I talk a lot of art sometimes. Um, and we were both talking about the color palette. Like, Where did you get the idea for the color palette? That that we get it. That's all, uh, that's all Alexa. So she did all yeah. the color design. So, and also if the, the viewers aren't aware, um, my fiance, uh, did all the colors for the oh, yeah. comic and, uh, she is, uh, she edits my script um and um the comic would absolutely not exist without her like she she was another big part of the equation uh because uh when we started hanging out um she just kind of showed me the ropes on a lot of things especially doing conventions and like how it's oh yeah dude yeah she's social butterfly man she's well at the conventions she sure at is the conventions right exactly like <laughs> other than that she's a she hermit puts on, yeah. she puts on that face and then she goes into her yeah. little shell right like she's yeah did you she's meet her here it. in denver at, at this whole scene i met her in seattle at a at a oh. emerald city comic convention so and uh, i was it, that's when i was living in montana trying to uh, develop my style and she was already established doing conventions like full-time artist uh 
And I came across her table and was just like blown away by her art. And uh, her, she wasn't there. Her, her mom was uh, watching the booth and she was like, she's like, yeah, you have to come back and, and meet the artist, you know, meet the, meet my daughter. And uh, so, and, and then when I came back and met her, I was uh, pretty smitten. So then, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So um, things from there. I'm sorry, so, guys. I just have, I have a million questions. So just interrupt go me. Ahead. Do go it. Ahead. Um, if someone were to kind of like want to enter your mind um, through like types of music or movies or even anime or what would, what would you tell people like your interests are right now as, as, uh, as who you are? Like, what, what, what have you been watching? What kind of music, what kind of artwork, what comics, what, anything that you like, like your, anything that you like, what, what would you tell people like kind of to get to know you a little bit more? Yeah. Uh, so I sit here and draw all day. So, uh, <laughs> I, like it. I, uh, I don't, I, I listen to, um, you know, we always have music on or we will have, uh, maybe, uh, audio books or, um, a lot of YouTube, a lot of, uh, any, any kind of story I can just listen to to help me draw. Um, it, it makes the day go by. I, I listen to, uh, mostly, uh, you know, darker, more devious kind of, uh, you know, electronic music. Um, that's, that's yes. what it is. I like yeah. that. It's <laughs> mostly what I listen to now. I, I was a more of a metalhead growing up, but, uh, Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. What metal do you listen to? Well, uh, let's see, man. When I was in high school, it was Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson. There we uh, go. Deftones. He's definitely oh, Edward. Yeah, I got, definitely. I got, <laughs> I, got, I got three Deftones tattoos, tattoos, man. I love the tones. Oh, yeah, man. That stuff was so amazing. Like, just especially at the time because no one had ever heard anything like that. Mm -hmm. so, oh, yeah. It was so different. Well, and right. so, so speaking yeah. to some of that, um, you know the what uh, the, how how did you just describe that the the deviant kind of music the, deviant. the deviant, deviant artwork i i like that description because um how how do you feel about comics i uh, of other eras versus comic books now where where we're kind of seeing this new style this more gritty style um and and how does that relate to metal shade um let's see well in my opinion the the state of the comic industry now is super diverse like there you know mm -hmm. like when i was going to comic shops as a kid growing up it was a lot more like okay you've got your marvel and dc you've got your uh and, and who still somewhat had house styles you know at that time and, and I guess DC's, uh, still, uh, definitely does. But, uh, now it's like, there are it, like, if you want to go work for Marvel, you don't have to have a Marvel house style. You just have to have cool looking art, you know, interesting art and, and be able to tell a story. Um, you know, and especially at like image with image and, and all these other, uh, you know, smaller comic companies that have tons of titles, like, there's just so much different stuff that you can get, um, which is, is amazing. Um, and I kind of go back and forth from, 
uh, reading stuff uh, from my childhood or from my, you know, from my formative years and then reading the current stuff that's coming out. So, and it, it's so different, you know, the, the stuff coming out in the nineties was still, it was like, it was kind of corny and, you know, it had a very specific oh, sure. yeah. style. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about trying to take uh, and applying to work with, uh, say like image or, uh, variant or Marvel or anything like that? Taking, taking Vexa over to hang out with Moon Knight or anything like that? Or, um, what's, so, what's got you grounded on working on your own comic? Yeah. I mean, uh, I would absolutely, uh, love to do like some stuff with, uh, Marvel or DC, uh, but it would be purely for the street cred, you know, just to, uh, <laughs> right. Good. You know, awesome. get my name out there more and mm-hmm. bring, bring it back to metal shade. Cause I mean, there's nothing more fulfilling than doing your own stuff. So that, that being the the can of worms that we just opened up, if you got to pick a character, who would you draw for? Like if, if, if somebody image Marvel, DC, dark horse, if somebody hits you up and they're like, we want you to do a run with this character, who who would you want that to be? You better say Moon Knight or Batman. What'd you say? Hey, uh, Moon Knight. Nice. Moon Knight might be second, but, uh, yeah, it's a, a profit. Uh, I would love to do profit. Uh, it's pretty obscure character, but uh, I feel uh, like your I feel like your profit would be or your uh, your fucking Moon Knight would just be awesome. I love you. <laughs> yeah, like- I kind of agree there, man. I've read some Moon Knight. That that type of style mixed with that uh, with the storyline, it would jump off the pages. It'd be super super I- sweet. I've never really read much, much profit, but I, I googled it while you were just talking about it. Profit's pretty rad looking. For Profit's sure. Dope. Profit's yeah. really good, man. I like that. Well, but you guys haven't seen his Wolverine. So that's why. <laughs> that's do you have Wolverine? I do you have a, do you I saw have him draw Wolverine, man. And so I, somebody. Isaac, in, in some of our, our researching for, for this interview, I, I went through and, and looked at, at some of the other artwork that you've done. And I, I put that up on yeah, the screen yeah. now for our viewers to see. But um on on like your artist page you can see a lot of these traditional superheroes that you've done your own take on and and some of these are are really cool like you can tell your your line work is just amazing like the the shading just everything about it i love it Uh, and you know I, i can't wait to see where where metal shade goes um with with this idea that you've kind of brought to the front table now look at those um, batman I know yeah, I'm right seeing there. so much uh, like a dark night Batman, the older gritty, gritty look. I, I'm seeing that in your art and loving it. Yeah. Well, thank um, you. Where, where can our viewers um, pick up a copy of metal shade? I know before the show, we were talking a little bit about how, how it's not on sale yet, but you do have a potential release date coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, when when is that and where can our viewers go to when it is live okay so right now we're waiting for the books to um ship here so everything uh uh was uh finalized in the printing stage uh, about a week ago so and they printed in taiwan so now we have like a good like maybe two to four week wait uh, before we receive them and then we get to pack up uh, and ship out 750 different uh, Kickstarter uh, pledges 
So that that's going to be a fun task for me and Alexa. So, um, oh yeah, and, and once once Kickstarter is fulfilled and 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 the people, the amazing people who funded this book and and made it possible, uh, huge congrats there, by stuff. the way. Thank you, thank you. And uh, once once they have their stuff, uh, we'll put uh, we will do a, a big official launch with our store. So the plan is to uh, just sell it in our store and out at the conventions for now. So we did have a um, publishing deal and we were going to uh, get into the retail market uh, in February. Um, but uh, we took a step back from that and uh, we are kind of weighing our options. So we will get into the retail market eventually, but uh, you know, it's kind of one step at a time. We're, we're a lot better at, uh, just you know the creative side than all this other stuff that we have to figure out and learn to and and once you guys do get that store live i know we were talking about earlier but once once you get into the retail market those will be secondary prints but the ones that you have on on the store after kickstarters are filled are going to be first prints like collector metal shade so and comic metal shade there you were to get it (laughs) i'm gonna get my mitts on some of that sure it's a very very low print run so yeah what's that are you guys still pledging we noticed your goal right now you're at thirty seven thousand one hundred and sixty six dollars on a three thousand dollar goal so you you guys are a little bit better at the back end stuff than you realize oh yeah can you still pledge in order to get um your foot in the door basically to get one of those first editions not right now guys uh unfortunately we're we're in this like weird vortex right now uh we had problems on the production side of things and uh it's definitely set us back uh so right now we're in the stage of getting our ducks in a row so we can uh you know when our books finally come in we will do the the store launch and everything and once that gets going there will be stuff available all the time so we're kind of laying low right now and just working on content that's good so, i'm glad we're on this topic because one of the things that's been coming up so independent comics have skyrocketed right like from where we were even 10 years ago um eight years ago even like we're in such a different space but as a result now you have a lot more independent creators that are feeling bold and they're stepping out on their own and they're doing stuff and they're getting preyed on the stories coming out right now of of guys coming up with these great publishing deals and it's going to be great for you and awesome for you but they're preying on artists just like you like how much of that have you seen i mean are, are the ploys getting better more creative are they still obvious like you're obviously trying to take advantage of me just kind of tell me some um give me one or two examples of things that you and lex have run into throughout this publication process and back end yeah i mean um you know you hear stories here and there but uh our personal experience um basically once uh the kickstarter started generating a lot of money we started getting messages from all over the place you know um publishers and uh you know, um, uh, I don't know what you would call them, secondhand selling markets. At, right. I don't know. All kinds of weird <laughs> stuff on brokers, uh, if you will. They want to broker your product and get, get, get their hands in there as a business owner, right? And like get yeah. shade and hey, give me 10%. I'll sell a million copies. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Like, did you, did you, have you heard some of that? Have you been getting some of those kind of offers? Um, so we always just kind of ignored everyone. Uh, Fair but, enough, right? Or that. <laughs> but uh, there was uh, one lady that uh, she had um, messaged us through there, um, 
about doing publishing and uh she was really cool like down to earth and um you know i think the first message she sent i don't know if i ignored it or if i was just like yeah okay cool but you know <laughs> we're doing our thing um but she uh messaged me again about it towards the end of the campaign where my head was a little bit uh wasn't so focused on just like trying to do the campaign and uh you know just like hey your book looks awesome i work for a publisher uh would you be interested in uh coming on board and uh so it's like that that sounds pretty good um you know just the idea of having a publisher because that was never in the plan it was just like yeah we're doing our own thing mm-hmm. um which is important to us too like one of the deals uh and and we did end up uh you know even signing a five year contract with them um oh, and wow. one of the one of the deals with them was that their logo wouldn't be on the front of our comic because you know we wanted it to be like our own thing separate from everything but uh man it was just it was insane it was super stressful that that's why we're uh behind right now with everything um so in the beginning like uh you know we would have these phone meetings with the owner of the company and uh you know he was he definitely talked a good game but you know everything they were going to do for us and uh but it was also really weird because we would have these uh phone meetings and sure. we would talk about business i i really wanted to talk about business and only that you know but that would be like maybe five minutes of an hour long conversation of listening to this guy, like talk about himself and like, Oh gosh, uh, what a a great publisher he was and all the stuff that he's printed and all the connections he has in the, in the industry. And he would even like tell me about like how fit he was and stuff. And it's just like (laughs) really bizarre. That's weird. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. That goes for him. And, so, you know they, that that's that's really interesting to see some of the the difficulties that an independent publishing can can cause uh and you know to be wary of of some of these things for anyone who wants to get into independent comics um as as an artist and and writer yeah i mean there are plenty of uh traps out there i guess and 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 we've we've run into you know, it is a business and there are a lot of people out there just trying to make money off of it. So there are plenty of, uh, I've had uh, plenty of bad experiences uh, just doing like freelance work and stuff too. We're just getting involved with people that are just, you know, kind of shady about oh, stuff. Oh my so. gosh. I've done some freelance writing for some people for some pay and it's always <laughs> porn. It always ends up, they promise you it's not oh going to be porn and, and it, it ends up being porn. So I think we have That's why the storylines are so bad. (laughs) I think we have some time for for one more question apiece, uh kind of across the board. Um so I'll I'll start. Isaac, what if you could be if you could have a superpower, what would be your superpower? Um I wanna be like that guy and uh heroes that would like go into a trance and then paint but i, I want to draw just like <laughs> oh just, gosh i want to be able that to draw awesome. for like i want to be able to just like straight up create for like you know months on end go into this trance and just like you know mm-hmm. and come out of it with this like you know 
huge tapestry of all this storytelling on it. That's, that's the power I want. That's amazing. Great answer. <laughs> wow. Uh, Penn, what do you what do you got as as your final question? Yeah. So my, my final question would be um, just kind of like where where you're seeing this going. Like, are you are you trying? Are you and Alexa trying to actually establish Akira Kirai Studios as like a publisher of other independent comics? where you guys bring on other artists and use your success in order to branch out and have other people join the label kind of a situation, or are you just trying to stick to metal shade and, and all of that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, uh, we're definitely open to, you know, what happens. Um, but the focus definitely is on our, uh, our properties and like, you know, you guys, like all of us, we have uh, a deep love of what, like Batman and Moon Knight and, sure. you know, the, the, the source material we, we grew up with and we've developed uh, this relationship with. And, and uh, I want to make that happen with our stuff and, and it takes time, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I think if we can create really good content and get it out there and, uh, you know, over a period of time, people will develop that like kind of love uh, and connection with it too, or at least that's definitely the goal. So the, 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 the long-term goal is definitely playing in this world and, uh, rounding it out more and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, trying to build a fan base around it. My turn. Yeah. Yes, um, after the show, I would like, can I message you on, on the, oh, yeah. Cool, because I got a couple of questions I want to ask you because I really want to see your Wolverine, man. I love your artwork. And I would love <laughs> yeah. to see that as Wolverine. Wolverine's my favorite character, man. And you nice. said you grew up as the Batmans and stuff. Honestly, bro, I grew up with the Shadow, the Phantom, and the Green Hornet, man. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, those are all the guys I grew up with, believe it or not. Nice. I used to love the Phantom, man. And when it made a movie, dude, Billy Zane, awesome. But That's a great movie. With everything being said and done at the end of the day do you feel like you're doing something you're happy doing or do you feel like you're taking something that you like doing and turning it into a job and you're getting bored of it yeah i mean um you know i think that's one of the misconceptions about like uh you know following your dreams and and whatnot it's like when you when you start accomplishing your dreams you know your life doesn't turn into like sunshine and rainbows, you know, like Overnight, it's yeah. still hard, you know, you're still living life. You still have your problems. But, uh, I, I, that being said, like, I love this shit. Like I get up every morning and I'm excited to, to get into it and get the flow going. And I feel so good about myself at the end of the day, it, uh, you know, on the, on the days that I'm, I'm very disciplined and I spend the whole day working on it um it's just that great sense of accomplishment at the end of the night oh yeah so mm -hmm. I, I, it is work but it's work that you just you love it you're proud of at the end yeah i would be fucking proud too man it's awesome you're doing a good job dude yeah all right absolutely. uh raccoon raccoon before you before we go into your question wow. uh wow. chat if if you guys have any questions as well we can take like one two maybe three questions from chat for isaac so uh, ask any of those in chat and and we'll we'll take a few of those uh let's do that i just want to say that before raccoon starts mm -hmm. okay okay go for so, it raccoon. wow so much pressure all of a sudden here um so <laughs> random question for you here rumbler character in your comic series fantastic 
adorable little creature. When can I expect to buy that as a stuffed animal? <laughs> Out of all the questions you ask, it's a stuffed animal rumbler. What? what? I want one too now, though. I mean, now that I'm wearing too, so I, I'm I'm on board with this question. Cool, cool. Yeah, this has actually come up before, believe it or not. <laughs> no, we believe that. Yeah. <laughs> We need to get on that. You know, uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I'm going to talk to Alexa and, and see what we can do. And uh, I will definitely let you know. We'll, we'll get them up in the shop. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. You going to get any uh, any artists doing like statues or action figures like uh, McFarlane? Oh, good man. Rumblers and making some vexes and stuff because that would be fucking cool. Right. <laughs> that would be real fucking cool. Definitely. Um, you know, if, if the opportunity is there, we will absolutely do. All that stuff. All right. So, got a question for you. Did you finish your drawing already? <laughs> Is it all done? I got a sketch here. I, uh, so, uh, how about, let me see if you guys can actually see it in here. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Nice. So, that's the character from, uh, from Metal Shade. So, um, and, you know, it, it's, it's basically done, but I, I'll spend a little bit more time on it. So, before it's, yeah, if you want All to stay right, in yeah. chat with us while we continue the episode and keep yeah. working on that, and we'll display it for we everybody actually, towards the end of the episode. We would love for you to stick around with us, actually. I know we've talked about front-loading you, but honestly, you have a lot of cool input, man. Um, this is me yeah. kind of speaking for everybody right now, which I know that I'm like, but I, I got a feeling we're probably all on the same level with this one. Um, we're going to do some reviews on stuff, some, some TV shows, some movies. Um, we'd love for you to stick around if you want, but if you have to go, you, gotta, you can go. But with Trick. that being said, chat, we're doing a giveaway with that artwork that he's doing right there. I'm going to open it up here in like one second. And I purposely am mind fucking you guys because the same <laughs> thing to pull up his information is the same thing to get into the drawing. So that way you guys are going to flood our page with his contact information. I so like it. I like it. When, when I open this up, you get two tickets, two tickets a piece. It's going to be exclamation point metal shade. Um, we're going to ask a few questions, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Or you guys want to wait till after the show to do the drawing. We'll, you guys we'll, we'll do the Q and a, and people can enter by typing in exclamation or not the Q and a, we'll do the upcoming reviews while we're doing that. Everybody type in exclamation metal shade, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see right. the final so product and, and, uh, and give that away. Sound good to you, Isaac. Hey, it sounds great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Isaac, by the way, man. Really appreciate it. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so still hang out and chat with us. We're going to go right into upcoming releases and more here in just a second. But please type in exclamation metal shade to join the giveaway of, of this signed custom artwork from Isaac Bell. Isaac, it has been a true pleasure with you being with us today uh viewers make sure you go check out the metal shade website um on the the facebook and and links are are there as well to uh the actual metal shade kickstarter and they'll be coming out with their store to actually purchase issue number one here in the next few weeks are we allowed to join can we join it is automatic it's <laughs> I don't automated know. man like, i, don't I know. joined I put it in the <laughs> Of course you did, dude. You're good. You're, you're I good. I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Isaac, you are you are off camera now, so you can continue working as as you see fit. <laughs> awesome. 
Awesome. So, hey, guys, I'm going to have to take off on you, though. I'm I'm sorry. I'd love to stick around, but I'm... That's all right. Yeah, yeah, Roger yeah. that. But, uh, we again, should... This was great. Uh, I would love to do this again, like you guys were talking about sometime in the future. Um, and I would definitely uh, be happy to uh, link you up with some other creators that are oh, uh, putting cool stuff out right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can I? Where can I get a T-shirt? Uh, they're they're up. They're going to be up in the store too. I think they're actually there right now. But uh, right now, what's that? I'm going to try to get one right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go buy it right now. All right, Isaac, man, you have a good night, man. Say hello to Alexa for us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us. I really appreciate all of you. Thanks for reading the comic and, and the feedback. It means a lot. Of course, so. man. All right. We'll talk to you later. Later, Thanks. sir. Join the damn giveaway. Now, yeah, everybody's joining the giveaway. People. I should see, dude, wake everybody up. Rock, I don't see you in there. Rock, <laughs> call it out, Rocket Cat. Oh man, poor Rock. So uh, anyway, that that was so much fun. I I really appreciate Isaac being here and and hanging out with us for for the time that he had. That was that was awesome to do our very first interview right here on Tetrad TV. That was great. So uh, upcoming releases. What do we got this week, guys? What, what do you want to hop into oh. first? We want to do comic books first since we just did a whole section on Hell yeah, on let's do comic books, dude. I'm fucking Jack. All I'm right. Excited. So so there there's a whole ton of comics coming out this week. Oh goodness, um, yeah. Whole ton of them. And some of them are are a little interesting. <laughs> a little um, interesting. What is that? A little mean? interesting. Oh, you'll see. All right. <laughs> so, uh first up, Giant Size X-Men Phantom X number 1 comes out this Wednesday. Phantom X. Yeah. Where Hickman and Rays take on the world. So uh, that, that should be interesting in the X-Men talking universe. About all three Phantom X or we're talking about the one Phantom X? I don't know. That, that's the, the synopsis is about. It's a comic about Hickman and Rays. Interesting. So, yep. Um, Raccoon, this one's for you. Dark Inside. Knights, Death Metal, Legends of the Dark Knights, number one. Comes out mm -hmm. actually tomorrow, interestingly enough. Yeah. Not on a Wednesday, but a Tuesday. Um, starting to go a little bit further into it, huh? Yeah, this the is Dark a, Multiverse. Is this, is this the start of the offshoot series? Or is it in still? Like, uh, uh, here, this, here's, here's the synopsis. Dark Multiverse where demons dwell and reality is overrun by monstrous versions of the Dark Knight. All ruled by the Batman who laughs. The Batman who laughs, who's no longer called the Batman who laughs. He's now the Dark Knight. It's all over the place with that one there. But we're going <laughs> further into the characters again. We're, we're starting to talk about more, you know, Bat Tyrannosaurus Rex, talking more about the other Batmans out there, the creepy Batmans that populate this dark multiverse. I mean, they keep coming back to it because they keep wanting to experience more and more of the characters that they're building upon and creating this, this almost subtle not quite dark horse but definitely along the same lines of batman-esque just strictly batman-esque universes there. interesting and i can't wait to see what happens with that dark multiverse and if it ever turns into a tv show or movie mm. oh goodness yeah be cool. that would be some mess i want HBO. kevin conroy voicing everyone hbo <laughs> yeah. for sure 
that would be HBO that would be material. That'd be pretty rough on Kevin Conroy. And not just Conroy. Like let's get um, Mark Hamill too. Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah, let's get Mark Hamill yeah. in there for sure. Uh, you know what? Let's just do them all. Let's do Ben Affleck. Let's do what? Uh, yeah, like let's get all the Batman's. Dude, all the Mark, Batman's. Hamill, Mark Hamill has been the Joker longer than he's been Luke Skywalker. I'm not um, saying I understand Mark Hamill, but I'm just talking about like we like should all get the all the Batman's. And the cockknocker. He's also been the cockknocker. Just putting that out there. So, Mark Hamill uh, was a trickster before he was Joker. So that there. is true. Actually, that is true. Mm-hmm. nobody in got the joke. in the Flashverse. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, no. In the Marvel universe, Lords of Empire, Celestial Messiah, number one, Mantis interrupts Koi's uh, ascension. Who will win in this head-to-head battle? So more in the Marvel Empire oh, series. Man. There's so many Empire books coming out right now. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, in in you, guy, Kev. kind of yeah. independent comics, uh, this is a monthly series by Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. Uh, firepower number one. One uh, man wields the firepower to save the world, but turns his back on the hero life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a new monthly series coming out, which Sounds well, that, pretty cool, who's actually. running it? Uh, Robert Marvel. Kirkman and uh, uh, Chris Sandy. I'm I'm not sure who publishes it. Gotcha. Um, so more in the Empire universe of Marvel. Uh, Marvel's coming out with the Empire Handbook. Uh, so so the viewers can actually keep track of who's who and what's going on because there's so much going on in the Empire story. Oh my gosh, it's such so a convoluted web. Mm-hmm. It, so they have to come out with an entire handbook to just figure out the characters. Crazy. Marble. Um, mm-hmm. Marble, true. Uh, Grenade, I know you read the last Rick and Morty series, uh, but Rick and Morty presents Bird Person number one, where so, you, you see Bird Person's rite of passage, his growth from Bird Teen to bird adult and becomes friends with Rick Sanchez coming out in comic book form. So with this series, it's not like the last series They're, they've got like, there's like four more series going on at the same time. Good morning. Yep. It's oh, wow. pretty insane. They got so many going on. It's all done by the same person too. So I, I, I would hate to see this guy's workroom, man. The whole Rick and Morty verse right here. Yeah. 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 Pretty crazy. Uh, Alien, the original screenplay number one, where Dark Horse Comics turning the Alien screenplay into a comic book form. That ought to be oh, fun. yeah. That'd be fucking great to read. Now, Alien as in the original yeah. Alien. The original, Alien, the original screenplay. Or play off a little bit of the, yeah. the newer old movies. It, it would be Ridley Scott's Alien. Like, it's just straight up Ridley Scott's Alien as written. Because you guys, some of the inspiration from this, when I looked into this part of the show, um, some a lot of the inspiration for this came out of Ridley Scott himself. If, if you guys know him as a director, this guy panels everything. He, he literally comes in with giant pieces of paper of him storyboarding the screenplay out for that, for that day of shooting. He draws it out by hand, right? It's one of Ridley Scott's signature moves. A lot of that stuff has been kept over the years. People took pictures of it or whatever. And they're using a lot of that as part of the inspiration for this, but I thought it was pretty dope. Now, that's awesome. What, you, since you did research with it, uh, are they going to try to do Ridley Scott's artwork? Or are they going to try to bring a Geiger type esque artwork still too? It's or definitely a combo because, like, you know, Ridley Scott didn't really go into the Geigerish. He was just more in, interested in the camera angles and all that kind of stuff. Right. As much the 
the detailed information. So they're filling in those gaps with that detailed HR Geiger sport source material. It looks dark as hell. It should be very interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah, love dude, the Alien series. Easily yeah. one of my favorite movies growing up, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I know Angie would be super stoked to you, so we'll probably we'll probably pick up that here pretty soon. Uh, more in Marvel uh, releases. Maestro, Future Imperfect, Marvel Tales number one, an anthology series with a dark vision of the future, celebrating the legacy of the House of Ideas with the uh, era-spanning Marvel tales. So, anthology okay. Marvel series. Do you guys know who Maestro is? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, Hulk. Honestly, I don't. Mm-hmm. Old Man Hulk. Old mm-hmm. Man Hulk, really? Yeah, he's, yeah he's, that's Maestro. Huh. Wow. With the his more you seven, know, huh? With his, with his 17 redneck children. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That, I, you know, I'm 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 always a fan of Marvel's writing, man. I, I like I'm a fanboy, so it's hard for me to say I don't I, I I don't like this, but I fucking hate that writing right there. It's so bad. Like literally, like you could take the Hills Have Eyes, and those are the Hulk's kids, man, right there. Yeah, I'm not really a Savage Land guy either. And some no. of yeah. Let's see, what else do we got in comics? Uh, so we all know Horizon Zero Dawn. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but coming out to PC this week, there's also a comic book series of Horizon Zero Dawn coming out mm-hmm. this week as well. So Horizon Zero Dawn number one, which is a sequel to the Horizon Zero Dawn story in comic book form uh, with the, the some of the characters, including Aloy, uh, from Horizon Zero Dawn. Which so, absolutely pissed me off, by the way. Why? Because that was that was slot that was that game was slotted to have three DLCs, and instead of making two more DLCs because they did one, they're fucking dropping a comic book series, just like Mass Effect Andromeda did, just like Destiny right. did. And like, I, I I like comic books, I get it, but fucking put the DLC in the damn game. Don't make the fuck comic book series or do a side by side. True, true. Another I passion explosion it. from Hand Grenade, All right? right. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's the ridiculous ones. I'm just going to go through this one real fast. My Little Pony Transformers crossover number one. Enough said. Yeah, okay, that is I'm actually a thing coming out. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to read that because I want to see either Big Giant Robot step on on uh, Care Bears or whatever the fuck they are. My Little, oh, my, my little Ponies. Or, or, or Rainbow Shits on fucking. Yeah, see, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen Pinkie Pie fight Deadpool, so I'm super down for some Pinkie Pie against Megatron. Let's make that happen. All right, all right. I'm down. Anyway, I'm down. Enough set. <laughs> uh, no, vampire life way long ago. Vampire: The Masquerade number one comes out this week, uh, which is a horror kind of comic book. With vampire stories, and uh, I, I don't know if it's based on... Tied into the game video game or, series. Yeah. yeah, it's based on video games. Very, very well, maybe. Uh, conspiracy, Men in Black, number one. A Men in Black comic book. Wow. Comes, yes. Interesting. I didn't know, but I didn't look into this one, so I'm curious. That's exciting. That's interesting. Men in Black uh, is either really great or it's extremely bad, so I'm hoping this is toward that, that really uh, great side of that. The transition. third one, the newest one was young. Right? I watched so much of the Saturday morning cartoons growing up. Oh, I remember those. Holy shit. Loved them. 
I forgot. Them, they were fun. Love them. Yep, I forgot about those. Totally forgot that. They also did a Dumb and Dumber, didn't they? What was that? Didn't oh no, no, that was no good. <laughs> That's so good. So I know last week we talked about uh, actors doing their own comic books, um, and this time Dan Folger from The Walking Dead and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, has his own comic book coming out called Brooklyn Gladiator Number One. Mm. It takes place in 2333 New York. Got a badass action hero, and it's kind of his tribute to comics, films, and experiences that have inspired him throughout his life. He's a very yeah. young guy. So if, it, if it's anything like The Walking Dead, I probably would get because it's so wild. <laughs> It's not like The Walking yeah. Dead. No, don't think of him as that. He's the he's the guy from everybody remembers from Fantastic Beasts that was kind of like the everyman, the guy. The amazing that got, guy. He got introduced. He's kind of chubby, you know. Do you know who this guy is? Have you seen that? Yeah. So he's also in. Isn't he in the um? Uh, is the uncle in uh? What's that show? Uh, Family in the eighties. Um. Uh, not schooled, but the the prior version of that. What is that uh, show? But this guy, like, he's such a, he's a character. This, this actor is a character. So I'm yeah. interested to see what Brooklyn Balls of Fire. Balls of Fire. He was that, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. The, was the, the ping pong master and he had to go against uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was him. Yeah, um, anyway, so coming movie. out with his own comic. Raccoon shaking her head. That movie it was horrifying. Great Balls of yeah. Fire. I, I've marked that out of my memory. Like, it's a movie. What are you talking it's about? It's back and it's oh in my. your brain. It Put it like away. Do these news it's articles. Like, with I, us. <laughs> I love Christopher Walken in that movie. It almost ruined I that. I mean, almost Balls. ruined it. <laughs> yeah. And finally, in comic books, coming out for Free Comic Book Day 2020 this week is Invincible Number One, which is a soon-to-be animated series on Amazon Prime. Uh, where an everyday kid happens to be the kid of a the most super powerful uh, superhero on the planet. So he's the kid of the most powerful superhero. Hi, hi. Uh, I, I don't know who that superhero is, but soon to find out in Free Comic Book Day 2020. No, I mean, it sounds like the plot from Sky High from Disney. Oh, it does. Maybe. Yeah, good call. I don't know. It's going to be an Amazon Prime animated series. Um, and Free Comic Book Day 2020, The Resistance, number one. Uh, where Michael J. Starsinski from Babylon 5 and Sense8 and the writer of Amazing Spider-Man Thor and Superman Earth-1 uh, comes up with this new universe with heroes and villains where a global disaster leaves millions dead when people start manifesting powers. So that should be why, pretty Why was your eye twitching throughout that entire thing, Raccoon? I don't know. He's the, he's, the, he's the writer of Babylon it. 5 and creator of Sense8, co-creator of Sense8. So we'll see. We'll see. So it's gonna leave uh, it So speaking of comic books, don't forget exclamation mark metal shade. Enter into this giveaway where Do you it. are going to win if you get picked. For th this sketch that Isaac Bell just did, signed Isaac Bell sketch of one of the characters from metal shade um here here it is in all of its glory uh type in exclamation mark metal shade and enter to win to win this oh my god that's so cool what <laughs> what it's dope what anyway, it is dope 
You guys, you guys better fucking enter because you're going against me and Raccoon as well. Yeah, I mean, I did throw my name in there. Yeah, that's true. It's dope. All right, so uh, coming out in video games this week, we have a few great releases. Uh, Hellbound comes out on PC tomorrow. It's a Doom-like 90s-style FPS that's metal AF. It's super metal. Graphics don't look that great, but it is very much inspired by Doom. Oh, yeah, definitely Doom. Like, that looks very interesting on seeing if you guys just want a gleeful shooter, you're going to run around and put rounds into stuff and watch them jib and explode. It's a game for you. And not to yeah. be mixed up with new Doom, like Doom Eternal or Doom 2016. No, this is like very much the Doom original Doom. 1995. 1995. Doom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Straight out of that. So I talked about this at the beginning of the episode. I already pre-purchased this game. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout comes out on PS4 and PC. It's a Devolver game. Kind of like Smash Bros. and Human Fall Flat in a Battle Royale kind of ridiculousness. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be a lot of fun. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Fun. I want you guys so to get excited. it and play with me. I want you guys to get it and play with me. Let's be honest. Uh, let's see. Scully comes out tomorrow on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. This one's from Modus Games. It's kind of like a monkey ball mixed with crank. I don't know if you guys play crank at all mm -hmm. on, on PS4, but it's kind of both of those put into one where you play as this I mean, like skull who goes around this island and then takes over these different plants and animals and, and controls them to do different things. So. It's kind of a mashup of both of those gameplay styles. Uh, uh, it looks pretty interesting. Incredibly confused how Monkey Ball is about this guy going across island. What? No, I, I, I you, gotta watch in this. In this game, you play as a skull that is similar to like Monkey Ball style, right? So the the skull rolls across the island. Okay, I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it takes control of animals and plants and stuff. So sounds interesting. Yep. Monkey Bone. I know Penn is excited about this game. Tesla Force comes out on PC on Wednesday. Play as Tesla, Lovecraft, Mary Curie, or Mary Shelley in this sci-fi fantasy mashup, Rogue Light, featuring Enter the Gungeon-like game mechanics in a beautifully realized world. It's going to be very cool. I feel like Tesla and Mary Curie in the same room together would cause the biggest explosion you ever saw. Isn't that outstanding? With Lovecraft. Don't forget, H.P. Lovecraft is here with all his so, monsters in this game. So, so you're going to have Mary Curie and Tesla fighting fucking Cthulhu. Monster. Cthulhu. Yeah, I'm, I'm all on board, man. If they're yeah, going to make a oil like and a nuclear bomb yeah. to blow up Cthulhu, I'm all in. You know, of course, Mary Shelley from Frankenstein, right? That, that kind of fame. So, I'm still on the line of Tesla and Curie. I mean, that's yeah. a big combo. And this is a couch co op thing, but like just looking at it, like you're just like with Enter the Gungeon, where you can't ever sit still. It's like a bullet hell almost. That's mm -hmm. what this looked like, except with like super advanced graphics compared to Enter the Gungeon. Like it looks so much different. So, this is an indie title, guys, to uh, don't go to sleep on it, man. It looks good. Yeah. In uh, a complete cash grab coming out uh, this Friday, <laughs> Fast and Furious Crossroads, PS4, Xbox One, and PC race with weapons in twisted metal style, but with a storyline instead of just battles. Uh, what was, what was it? Grab. Sweet Tooth? 
was it Sweet Tooth that was in the game? The clown? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love that, that game. was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But, but who wanted the Tooth Fast and Furious game? Twisted Metal Child. Who yeah. wanted that? Nobody. No. Who, who wanted that? Unless Sweet Tooth is going to come in there and run over Dominic Toretto, I'm not playing it. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I'm curious, like, I would want to build a crew. I would want to like drive old, awesome, amazing GTOs or whatever. Like you know, hit the franchise on the te- on, on the head. Well, but, sure. No. So you can drive those, but it has it has a giant machine gun on the top that fire <laughs> big tanks me. ahead of you. Uh-huh. I just want to know in chat who who wanted this game. Who <laughs> I don't think it anybody did. It was Rock. It was Rock. rock it was Rock. Rock wanted rock, rock, rock messaged the rock and was like, yeah. I want this. <laughs> rock and Wolverine guy were like, Hey guys, we need a Dominic Toretto and we need him in cars and we need to crash him. Come on. No, not crash them, but ridiculously Just- massive weapons in them because that's so on point for the franchise. It happens like every frame, right? Right, right. right. No, totally no my favorite, my favorite in that whole fucking franchise is when it's two chargers dragging a fucking bank vault. I would sit there watching it going, it's just stupid. I'm never watching one again. Those cars spin out, rip the axles out. Like they wouldn't move it, especially pulling out of a. I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. Move to the next one. Move to the next one. All right. All right. We can move to the next one. None of us are happy here, guys. I'm happy about this one. Horizon Zero Dawn, we talked about it a second ago, comes out this Friday on PC. It's Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. Oh my God. With amazing graphics. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. I'm right? Aren't you guys excited? Yeah. Oh, I'm stoked, dude. Yeah. I'm super um, stoked. I'm ready to play I'm, this. I'm super duper uber uber stoked. So uh, make sure you check that out. I think it's available on Steam right now um, to pre-purchase. I think there's some pre-purchase stuff in there. So go check it out on your favorite store. Um, oh. All right. Sorry. Hold on, Clink. Dude. I, I was super interested about the Tesla Force, man. This is like a bullet hell mixed with a Smash TV arcade fucking game, man. This shit looks fun. This shit looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. Tesla Force. Tesla Force. Great. Yeah, dude. This wow, this thing looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, ten to the studios, man. They make good stuff. So these next few video game announcements, they're not really up coming this week, but the, it is news in video games. Uh, I was reading today that horizon forbidden west is not actually going to be out holiday 2020 as a ps5 uh release right away it's actually going to be coming out in 2021 um and i believe they're also in talks where it's no longer going to be an exclusive but i haven't confirmed that anywhere yet so stay tuned we'll see what happens with horizon forbidden west um being an exclusive not being an exclusive and of course unfortunately I'm sad about this not coming out when the PS5 comes out. It's a future release date. Makes you wonder what launch titles they are relying on for this year. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them, but I think a lot of the games are going to be 2021. Uh, They did make it seem like that it was going to be holiday, though, when they announced it. I thought. Of course. Plans change. Hype train. Mm -hmm. Goes the way of cyberpunk. Delayed forever. <laughs> Let's hope we Not get to see forever. Cyberpunk in November. Not I can't forever. wait. We're, can't wait. Wow. We're all going to cry um, tears of joy when it comes out. So we'll did, you guys, like, did you guys see the new paneling for for that Cyberpunk game, by the way? The new, oh. the new artwork for it? I know. They showed, they showed lower, the, lower, the lower east side of the city, 
and no shit, man. That's Blade Runner. Harrison Ford Blade Runner right there was so cool uh, looking. Um, and they showed the fast travel stations. It was pretty cool. I'm, I can't I, wait. The more and more this game like, creeps up, the happier I am, the more excited I am. Yep. You know? True that. First game since Spider-Man where it looks like it's actually going to be good. Right? right? Well, there's been a few games that I've thoroughly enjoyed since then. Ghost of Tsushima. Like is my, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima's up there with Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, too. Me and my buddy Aaron. I don't know. Death Stranding was pretty overly hyped. Yeah, anyway, shots fired. Well, no, uh, Ghost of Tsushima didn't have. Have you they played have barely it yet? any marketing? No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, like, Ghost of Tsushima is good, but it wasn't hyped as oh, much no, no. as some of the other ones. Oh, it wasn't hyped. These like, are ones that actually look like they've been overly hyped, but in a good state. Like they, there's true. a good goal. That's what you're saying yeah, 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 the overhyped games that actually disappoint, but these look like they might actually be good. How, yeah. how, how are you guys going to feel if uh, Cyberpunk sucks? What do you think? Is your world going to crash? Is We're all going to raid the uh, um, Cyberpunk no. location. Right. I'm, I'm going to be very sad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> I just move um, on. Like. So uh, we've all been playing Rogue Company. Raccoon's going to be playing it this week with us, I believe, for Tetrad Thursday. Can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, I thought but, we were doing Grounded. I don't know. Grounded or Rogue Company, whatever, whichever one we got. But I, I just wanted to quickly ask you guys, uh, how do you feel about these beta versus fully released games? Like, Hate it. When, is, yeah. is Rogue Company being in beta and still in development okay to be selling for $15 or $60 or in-game content? So, so yeah. what, what Rogue Company's doing, honestly, like, I, I fucking hate games that hide behind betas. Me and Penn have had this argument numerous right. times. Um, nine times out of ten, we agree because companies sit there and hide behind betas so that way they can just get the money and not have to fucking uh, account for what they're fucking up. But Rogue Company, I feel like what they're doing is smart. Okay, because I was, I was exploring it. Um, so everybody thinks you're just getting a beta when you're watching a streamer. You're getting the full game. That um, it's not going to get shut down. You're going to get the full game. But with what they're doing with their beta release right now, or the Founders Pack, is actually a super, super cool idea. Because when you buy the Founders Pack for 15 bucks, you get all the characters. Now, no, when you it don't. Goes free I don't have all the characters. I, you've got to close down the game, then reopen it. That's what happened. Started That's what happened at six different Manics. times. Okay, so yep. then there's another area you got to go into. Because yeah, I have access to all characters for the yep. rest of the the life of the game. That happened to Maddox. And he just had to shut it down, reopen it. My Chuck, he all he had to do is like, there's an area you got to go to on the PC version, and it'll launch everything because you got to have that. It, it'll unlock the code. I'll show you how to do it when we get on there. But yeah. you get all the characters. Um, now, when it goes free to play, from what I understand, it's going free to play. Um, it's just like Fortnite or or uh, actually, I wouldn't say Fortnite because well, you got done with, with Smite and Paladins to date. Yes. And, and Apex. Mm -hmm. You have to earn coins to pick up these people, which is cool. I get it. Or you can buy it for ten for ten dollars. Because like in the store, the lowest amount of coins you can buy is nine ninety nine. Which if they do it if they're doing it like uh Apex, you're able to buy one character with that and you're like forty coins short. So you gotta mm -hmm. buy another ten dollar pack to get that second character, and then you're forty yeah. coins short again. Like they're screwing that part. But with the fifteen dollar pass, yep, yeah, <laughs> with the fifteen dollar pass, you're getting everybody. Which right now All would probably right. be the best. 
do it. You yeah, know? It's, it's value added is, is the point. Yep. And the game works. Like I have encountered so few bugs, a couple, mm-hmm. so few for it's hard. It's hard for me to think of this as a beta. I think of it as a release. That's how it's felt. I've honestly. playing on PC. I've only come across one bug and it's happened to me like three times in the 10 hours I've played with rock and the four hours I've played with the pen and like another 10 hours I've played by myself. And it's when you're switching from left the uh, over each shoulder really quick or you're going to ads instead of adsing right behind the shoulder like you're used to with the third person it mm-hmm. stays back a little bit like you're running so but the radical doesn't move i was still able to kill people and it was actually it fixed itself but i mean it's a little wonky but all right if you're paying attention to your character yeah. you're gonna get fucked up anyway so you know. anyway release will actually happen is i just not. wanted to bring up that because you know rogue company is it released is it not all i can find online is that it's it's released but we all know it's still in beta so i don't know when that release date actually is for the full game but just wanted to ask <laughs> uh finally in video games pen i'm gonna let you take this one warframe oh. heart of demos yeah, so what happened this week was there's a couple topics here because we talked a few episodes back about live events in video games. So what, what happened because of COVID, obviously, TennoCon couldn't happen this year. Those that are familiar with Digital Extremes and Warframe, they have the big TennoCon every year. It's this big, massive thing. People dress up as Warframes, and there's always huge announcement, announcements for the game because it's obviously a game as a service, right? So there's always new content, new things coming out. This year... Even though they've been working from home, what, what these developers have put out is blowing everybody's minds right now. Yes, you have your complainers. We'll get to that. But with Heart of Deimos, um, as far as the technical things that they're adding to Warframe, and by the way, this update comes August 25th. So it's coming now and it's coming to all platforms simultaneously, which is something that they've never actually done before. It always releases PC and then it comes out delayed on the consoles, but it's coming out full time. That's another topic for later as well. So what, what they've revealed <clears throat> is the new um, Deimos asteroid or whatever, planetoid, whatever you want to call it. It's a new open world area that's completely infested. And it's also got like the old Oricon stuff in it. So they call it the Fleshscape. So that, okay. this, of course, has its own lore, its own content, its own gameplay stuff. So they, they revealed that and they revealed a new community Warframe called Zaku. This is kind of like a Frankenstein's monster Warframe that the community has been asking for and coming up with ideas for in the community for years. And Digital Extremes decided this is the time. Let's make this Warframe. This is for the community. So this guy is, his abilities are kind of um, weird and they seem disconnected, but the way, because he's multiple frames that are jammed together using void energy, but he could do things like steal your weapons enemies and they shoot at your enemies and things of that nature. So that's dope. And then there, the biggest announcement, of course, was um, in relation to long-time players like me like everybody complains warframe never has content for the long-time players and blah blah but they announced um you're gonna have an infested helmet in your actual ship and there's right now there's like an infested chair what is that what does that mean yeah i'll get into that so there's a room in your life set on your on your personal ship that has this creepy infested chair it's been there for years you can get your infested zits popped in this chair and that's been all this chair has existed for that's all it's been there for. It's growth. It's grody. Now there's going to be a literal mouth, like a like a Jim Henson's Shop of Horrors kind of mouth, right at the back at, at the back of this room, and you can feed it your extra stuff. You literally okay. feed it your extra stuff, right? So people ask, "What do I do? I have a million alloy plates. What do I do with them?" You feed them, and then you can then add new abilities to your warframes. 
maybe you don't like Mace's one, Mace's first ability. Now you can replace it with something from the helmet. But wait, there's more. Where's Billy Mays when you need him? They've they've added something to this that nobody saw coming. Where all Warframes are going to have one ability that you can train to use on all your other Warframes. What? Yeah, so you have to build like uh, an extra Rhino, an extra Mag. These Mag is an example. It's what they use for Tenocon this year. That you you feed a Mag to this Hellman, and now you can use Pull on any of your Warframes. You can replace one of their abilities. So that's, of course, obviously a game changer for customization and Warframes and all that stuff. So that's the that's the really big news. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I might have to try out Warframe. I know I booted it up not too long ago. Found out my account was suspended because <laughs> I hadn't logged in for seven years, but got it unsuspended, I think. And uh, anyway, I'll try it out. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, the state of the game I don't think has ever been better. At least they're they're continuing to listen to their players and try to get content into the game that matches it. Of course, you still have your people that are going to complain. Well, what do I do when I'm done with it? You played it, so why are you complaining? Like, you know what I mean? That's there's always those voices on YouTube that are in the Warframe community that I'm going to continue to call out on this show because it's unhealthy for the newer players. Oh, which by the way, more stuff they released. They're, they're going to release with this a brand new new player experience as well gotcha. to kind of well, yes. to teach you more about the ins and outs and how to do. Like for example, my friend Simon, I was teaching how uh, playing Warframe with just last week. He had no idea you could power jump and go super high. You had no idea you could do that because it's not in the new player experience, but all that stuff's going to be in there now. So, Heart of Deimos, August 25th, bunches of new stuff, guys. Enjoy. That's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. Excited mm-hmm. to hear more about that and see more, see more content. So, uh, moving on to TV shows. Actually, you know what? Let's do anime first. Yeah. Anime first before we jump into TV shows because anime is TV, right? All right. So, uh, Goblin Slayer this last week. Uh, Crunchyroll just released the new Goblin Slayer movie, which is so good. Uh, Goblin Slayer is almost like, if if you haven't watched it, it's basically the Mandalorian with, uh, fantasy. Like, Goblin Slayer is amazing. I love Goblin Slayer. It it was so cool. And it came out right around the same time as the Mandalorian. Uh, so, new movie came out on Crunchyroll. Go watch it. It's pretty freaking awesome. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw the trailers. I, so, and... I got halfway through it, and so far, it's fucking amazing. I like Goblin Slayer a lot, dude. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. And yeah. The movie is fucking phenomenal so far. Nice. That's, and, that's what I'm, I'm expecting from it. I'm not a big, like, knights and dragons type of person. Never really have been. I like, I like my sci-fi shooters and stuff like that, but, dude, Goblin Slayer's armor is fucking rad. Like, he just looks cool. Yeah, the art does look amazing. For sure. Yeah. And uh, finally, in anime, Seven Deadly Sins has a new season coming out Imperial Wrath of the Gods, releasing on Netflix on Mark, the excited. 6th. So, three mm-hmm. more days for season four of Seven Deadly Sins. So, I'm so excited. That's it for anime this week. And I say every week, it's summer season. Go watch everything that's out there because it's good. <laughs> Fuck uh, you. Almost TV. Seven. So in TV shows, Quibi has a new show coming out uh, today, actually. It's called The Fugitive, featuring Kiefer Sutherland as not Jack Bauer working for NetCTU. 
<laughs> so damn so it, damn it, Ke- damn it. Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> is back as the director of uh the CTB is what they call it. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah. but but he's not the center character. He's actually trying to find this guy who's wrongly accused of blowing up something and uh the, this guy who's wrongly accused wants to stop the next bombing. And so, so the, Kiefer Sutherland's character is the director of this counter-terrorist group that is <clears throat> trying to find this guy. So, so it's literally the fugitive. Like it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's about the fugitive. The fugitive. Yeah. Yeah. But Jack Bauer is, but not Jack Bauer is still in it. Right. It wasn't me. It was the one-armed, one-eyed, one-legged man. That's basically <laughs> yeah. it. Um, uh, they actually did a movie, a sequel to the original Fugitive with uh. Wesley Snipes and the guy who's always angry, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, and that was a yep. super good you, movie. It had Robert Downey Jr. Movie. as well. Yeah, yeah wow. it was Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it was yeah. a great movie. I great movie. U.S. U.S. Marshals. Yep, yep. good movie. Yes. I enjoy. I enjoy those older actors like Harrison <laughs> Ford and Tommy Lee Jones and stuff like that. They make good movies. They are. They are good. They do. Uh, the Coroner comes out on CW, which I believe is actually a british show that already released or no canadian show that already released um but it's getting its american debut on cw it's about a woman who investigates deaths and is a coroner and starts to see supernatural things um so yeah it already premiered in canada so all you canadian viewers you've probably already Mm -hmm. seen it but for us u.s viewers we get to see it for the first time and it actually looks really decent it does so i zombie with ghosts don't kind do it, grenade. No, he did it. It's, he chewed on It's a little darker. It's a little darker. <laughs> I saw that coming, grenade a mile away. We talked about it last week, but Star Trek Lower Decks is coming out, which I was really surprised that they're already releasing this, at least like the first four episodes, I think. Uh, coming to CBS All Access, it's a Star Trek animated comedy, kind of like Family Guy, but in the Star Trek universe. So it's for adults, yeah, definitely for adults. Definitely for adults. We'll see. We'll see how it is. I have high expectations of it because I feel like Star Trek is doing well with their IP, and CBS is doing mm-hmm. well with that IP hey. and how they're presenting it. So, hold on, hold on, real quick. Raccoon, can you raise your right arm this and pen your left arm this just a little bit, like kind of just an inch? No, no, like this, like. Like ha type thing. Okay. Other other arm, other arm pen. Other arm? Yeah. Yeah. A, uh, 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 oh, no, no, like this, like this, like this. Yeah. Okay. Now turn it. Now turn it. <laughs> what are we doing? Why? So <laughs> metal shade. Of course. Make sure oh, you viewers type in exclamation mark metal shade to to have a chance to win this signed sketch that Isaac Bell just did for us live here on the show. Oh, that's if why you want to win, like, type uh, in exclamation mark metal shade uh, right no, now, and we'll be giving that away by the end of the show here in the next twenty minutes. So go grenade. type it in right now exclamation mark metal just, shade. I had to. The door was you're Vanna Whiting it right now. Yes, Star Trek Lower Decks. Definitely. Star definitely Trek Lower for... Decks. Very cool. 
uh, Wizards comes out on Netflix on the 7th, which is this Friday, which actually looks like a really cool show. It's actually a kid's show done by DreamWorks Animation and a Mm -hmm. 3D Pixar-style TV show. It's basically isekai for kids and American audiences where magic is real and he gets teleported into another universe, and it's made by Guillermo del Toro. Yep, that's enough. That's all I need to what? know. What? Yeah. Crazy. It's going to be good. I'm on board. Yep. So Kids Show Wizards comes out on Netflix on Friday, which I'm going to go watch it. And finally, in the shittily drawn world of Adult Swim, <laughs> we have Yellow Crystal Fantasy, yeah. which is just ridiculous Adult Swim <laughs> It looks shit. terrible. <laughs> like, what is going on over at Adult Swim right now? Are they just like, you know what? Nobody's making anything because it's Corona. Hey, wasn't there that one asshole who dropped us off that demo a while back? Let's just throw that up. <laughs> Put so that on bad. screen. Dude, like, dude, the Adult Swim used to be so fucking rad, man. That's like, where you got to see your, your animes, like the Samurai Jacks. Oh, yeah, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force and then Cowboy yeah. Bebop on the same night. Right? Like, yeah, it used to be so good. Dude, was, and now. What was it? What was that that guy who did the he does like the incredibly realistic trailers? He's like, hey, on the trailers, yeah, yeah I shared yeah, that yeah. today. Yeah, yeah he's like, you know, you just missed uh, Walk Between Hunger Force. So you're like, well, I'll watch this. A universe set in jazz. I think I'm hooked. It's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> this shit's so good. Um, one more time, one more time! Exclamation mark, Metal Shade! I want all of you viewers to type that in now for a chance to win that that beautiful sketch right in the middle of our screen, right there. Type it in right now. Last chance. We got one more yeah. section to do before we give that away. And three of us are uh, are entered into it from here in the Tetrad. So, you know, you're fighting yeah, against is, us for it, too. There, there is literally like 19 people watching and not 19 people in the drawing. So you're only making this easier for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In the world of movies, a video on demand movie crushed is coming out. It's a comedy indie film. It's basically American Pie and with Tinder. And it looks really fun. Huh. C-R-S-H-D crushed. Who's in so, that? It's a very indie film, but it looks oh, hilarious. Oh, super indie? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to mention it because it looks fantastic and really funny. and I, You know, high school romance kind of thing. I enjoy it. Reminds You're me of my me. high school days. <laughs> there's no high school romance and i'm like i want to go back to that come on but american pie that was great that's classic i'll never watch those again man all right never. yeah probably not all right day, day 13 is coming out uh tomorrow it's a horror another indie film it's basically the movie version of outlast right the video game huh. outlast so a kid goes into this abandoned house and it's most definitely haunted by satanic rituals. And they're like, oh, what's in this house? Let's go in with this camera. I'm going in alone with this camera. And all this crazy shit starts happening. So um, if you want to watch Outlast in movie form, I think that's the one, day 13. I know Penn really would like to see that because Penn plays Freaky Fridays. Not anymore. It's Faction Fridays after Outlast 2 and playing some of that. You know what? I'm done for a little bit. I'm good (laughs) streaming that stuff. That was a little fucked. A little bit too much for my channel. It's pretty gnarly. So I'm going to be doing some uh, Five Nights at Freddy streams pretty soon. But that's not scary. It's ridiculous. It's horrifying. (laughs) It is horrifying and ridiculous. Uh, Netflix has a comedy coming out Malibu Rescue The Next Wave, which is basically modern day Baywatch. 
hosting a lifeguard competition. And it looks really funny. Mm, meh. So, I'll watch it. <laughs> Raccoon's like, I don't even understand. I just like saying ridiculous yeah. things. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen has a new comedy coming out on HBO Max mm -hmm. this Thursday, which is an American pickle. This is a fairly actually new addition to the HBO Max lineup. Um, and so Seth Rogen plays an Eastern European man who moves to America, falls into a pickle vat, and basically is preserved in a pickle vat for 100 years and meets his grandkids, played by Seth Rogen, uh, 100 years mm -hmm. later and has to figure out how to live in modern day life, even though he's, you know, over 130 years old or whatever. I'm Pickle Seth! I'm Pickle <laughs> Seth. And exactly. it's a Adam Acid episode all rolled up into one. Right I here. mean, I support this. It sounds amazing. <laughs> so that, that looks like a pretty, actually, fantastic film. So An American Pickle coming out on Thursday, HBO Max. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch it just to hear him laugh. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, did you guys read uh, the, the book, The Secret Garden, as a kid? Any yes. of you guys? Mm -hmm. Yes. So The Secret Great Garden is getting a another movie release uh, based on the book that we all read as kids coming out on the 7th, so Friday, video on demand. Um, it looked like really cool fantasy. I, I enjoy the story. If you enjoyed the story, you know, this is basically a modern version of that. So looks good. I saw the trailer. I liked See, who it. Who made this? Who made this? Uh, I think it would have been in theaters, but is not in theaters. Mm. Yeah, I'm just taking a quick look here. So, okay. Like the director trying to see. Yeah, this would have been the theater. It's got Colin Firth in there. Yep. Yeah. Big name actors. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. This looks name. pretty dope, actually. Yep. So, check it out. The Secret Garden this Friday on, on Video On Demand Rentals. Oh, yeah. Um, another one on Video On Demand, a horror movie. <laughs> So I, I like I like these ridiculous plots. They're so great. <laughs> so this one actually has some big name actors, uh, but it is an indie film. She dies tomorrow where this this woman thinks that she's going to die tomorrow. And that thought becomes contagious uh, where her friends start thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to die tomorrow. And I think they do. I don't know. Good, good psychological horror movie with some big name actors. Another death I, is coming for you horror film. Gotcha. Kind of like that. Um, so we we have two more movies that we're gonna go through. But first, just want to say one more time: type in exclamation mark metal shade, enter for a yeah. chance to win that sketch that's in the middle of the screen right there, signed by Isaac Bell. He just did it for us live on the show for the interview we just did with him, and you could win it. So type that in right now in chat, exclamation mark, Metal Shade, because we're going to be giving that away here in like mm -hmm. five minutes. Um, so these last two ones, Shia LaBeouf has a new movie coming out, and he does not look like Shia LaBeouf. He does not. Uh, not in this. Mm -hmm. Not in this. Dude, so he's th catching all the flack for that show, that show the, too. The Tax Collector comes out this Friday on Video On Demand. Mm -hmm. He's an L.A. gangster who collects money from the gangs in L.A. as like the tax collector, right? And uh, I guess he actually got a the real tattoo on his chest for this movie. Yeah, really um, yep. So this one looks freaking crazy. If you want to see Shia LaBeouf being crazy Shia LaBeouf, this is the movie for it. So go check it yeah, out. That, the tax that's collector. what the conversation is. Grenade mentioned the flack that he's getting. And that's, you know, I think right now it does. It's not a good look ever since, you know, you don't want to look at one event and say, but the catalyst, the last thing on the coffin was kind of Heath Ledger's Joker, right? 
So like yep. when you go all out for a role now, like the method acting kind of puts people off right from the start. And I think that's what's giving people pause. Like he got the tattoo. Like, is he going to go try hard Shia LaBeouf here? And he that's always has. People, Here's yeah. the thing about Shia LaBeouf. He's not a bad actor. No, he's he, not. He really he is. Looks he's freaking like insane in this. Movie. He was in a running to he be a Wolverine at one point in time. And I was all for it because he looks like he could be that angry, angry, angry dude. Yep. Um, but with how he is though, it's, like the whole he got a tattoo on there right he's supposed to be was he supposed to be spanish or like like a mexican gangster type deal and right. he's not he's catching a lot of shit for that too like yeah for that yeah. especially with this community and i think like, he plays it really well though is you know where and, well and, where he's going the, with as an actor with it you know right i agree i mean we'll, I mean, we'll I, have I, to I see you know that's yeah. just what the conversation is i mean you know but we'll yeah. have to um, see. I'm interested. I, I'm, for sure. I'm interested to watch this movie. You know, I so I, I, I seen, want to see it. Have you guys seen the Peanut Butter Falcon? Yes, I have. That was Finally. a phenomenal. Movie. I got to watch it with Angie. Actually, it was a phenomenal movie. And if he does any kind of acting, like along that realm of acting, it'll be a good movie. Oh, he's good in Fury too. I mean, yeah. and, but let's be real. when I was when I was watching that movie or that trailer for this for uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Tax, tax Collector. collector. I got the opposite version of what was that movie with uh, not Training Day, but it was like the sequel to Training Day. It was the two cops like trying to get out of town because they had done something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, had Espinosa or some. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. But that's what that's what the tackle collector reminds me of is the the dark version of that, or just another like the the gangster side of Training Day. You know what I mean? I could see that. Anyway, we'll we'll see what the tax collector brings. It's gonna be real interesting. Finally, before we wrap up the show, uh, the last movie announcement is Waiting for the Barbarians. This one's got Johnny Depp and Robert Pattinson, and uh, they're British Army soldiers trying to control the Arabian Desert. One looks pretty crazy. Um, and it, I, it would have the been was bonkers, you know, out in dude. theaters. The, the trailer was just madness, and I, I'm excited to see this movie. You know, Johnny Depp and not really a Johnny Depp role. I don't, I don't know like this crazy commander man and which is Robert good right let's Patterson break out of follows him. thank you chuck end of watch oh end, end of watch, watch. Yeah. yeah but anyway like seeing johnny depp break out of his little shtick is, is great i think it's gonna be good for his career just good overall because he's 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 good dude he's capable yep. of more than what he's done uh chuck you're entering now exclamation point metal shade uh to possibly win that beautiful piece of artwork that was sketched on stream with isaac bell that's right. This is the last chance. Last chance right now. Type that in chat. Exclamation mark. Metal shade. One word. To enter for a chance to win that beautiful piece of sketch artwork done by Isaac Bell, co-creator of Metal Shade, right here live on the show. Enter to win right now. Type it in because we're going to be giving that away here in just a minute. So before we give that away, uh, if you guys have any questions for us, we're going to be taking questions as well here in a few minutes. Uh, but what, you know, if, if you'd like to ask us questions, now is your chance. Enter mm-hmm. Metal Shade, giveaway, that thing. But let's talk about what we're doing on Tetrad this week. Community Spotlight Wednesday with Last Pen Fighter. Uh, that's happening on Wednesday from six to ten oh, Pacific, I, so. I believe. I'm, I hope so. That's, that's that's the plan. I missed the last couple ones, so that is the people. plan. Who we got? You got somebody lined up already, or? Oh, I've got four so, people that are like wanting to do it because I missed one last week and the week before. So, okay. 
So uh, mm-hmm. check that out this Wednesday with Penn. Tetrad Thursday, we're either going to be playing Rogue Company or Grounded, uh, where all four of us get together and play a game together. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm super excited. Either way, it's, it's going to be great. Fuck yeah. Uh, so check that out on Thursday evening, Faction Friday in the afternoon, where me, Penn, and Raccoon play Elite Dangerous. Have a lot of fun doing that, flying around. Mm-hmm. Some of us with our Jotas, Jotas. Our X-52 hands-on throttle and stick, and it's so much fun. Raccoon needs one desperately, because yeah, it changes the name to. of the game. Uh, MMO Saturdays with me, Neelink, where I play through a MMO, and if anybody wants to play with me with that, please feel free. If you are able to play an MMO, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV, any of those kind of things. Finally, on Sunday, our weekly episode rerun, where we rerun this episode for all of you viewers out there on the East Coast who can't make it to the live show, and we answer questions live at the end of that. So, uh, I haven't seen any questions in chat. Any last entries into the Metal Shade giveaway? Exclamation mark. Metal Shade. Come on. Last opportunity to do it. Drum roll, please. Alright, I don't see any more entries. Grenade, let's, let's, let's give that, that big old cookie away. Type it in now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. we've, we've given everybody their chances. Yeah. Now is you, the literal final chance. Well, if you have questions for well right now, do it. Type them up. If you got questions about the episode, about us, anything you got, you want to know what right. I had for breakfast. Let's give do it. A, give me a countdown or either. All I got to do is just click a button. All right. Oh, 10, 9, Nine. Eight. Type it, type seven. It, type it. Type Six, it. five, one of a kind. Four, three, two, one. Nunchuck Norris, or nine. Look, Oops, look, you Norris were the one. last one to input, and you won. Look, look at, at that. that. Look at that. Congratulations, Nunchuck Norris. You have won that beautiful sketch, signed piece of artwork from. Metal Shade co-creator Isaac Bell. Congratulations, man. Proud of you. Thanks for joining us here on Tetrad TV. Woo! I really wanted that. Yes. So did I. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Um, So make sure you join us throughout the week. Any last farewells for our audience, guys? I'm coming to your house, Chuck, and I'm cutting your throat and stealing that painting. Wow. 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 Not with the Tetrad support. Oh, no, he's not, he's not, he knows I'm gonna for him. <laughs> split it four ways with you guys. Split it four ways. Yeah. No, I'm not good. I just appreciate everybody hanging out, man. Isaac Bell, thank you so much um, for popping on and, and being a part of this episode tonight, being our first interview. I think it went pretty well. Um, we had a great time and I appreciate everybody Absolutely. in chat hanging out, listening in, supporting the Tetrad channel. You guys are the real heroes here. And if you That's want right. more, you like this, you stuck around for Isaac and you stuck around the rest of the episode, feel free to uh, follow, subscribe. We'll be here every Monday at eight with more interviews, with more podcast style reviews, all sorts of things. Just keep us in mind. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
Uh, check out our YouTube channel where we have all of these uploaded to YouTube, of course, right here on Tetrad TV. Any final words, Grenade? Also, Clink has a TikTok. Go follow him there. I don't yeah, have a TikTok. Yeah, follow Clink's TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> Why do I have a TikTok? Hey, Clink's got a TikTok. Go follow him. <laughs> We're going to raid somebody here in just a second. We are raiding. Dan likes to play tonight, so... Everybody say hey to Dan for the Tetrade, and we'll see you all throughout the week and next week for Tetrad TV. Bye-bye.